Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is called Frog King Fragments. It was written by Stefan uh, Shuda, and it's translated into English by Pascal Breitenfeld, who is also our game master. And this is episode four. Before we begin, we do have a new patron, Oliver Lumiere. Uh, has pledged four and a half pounds to our club. Thank you so much, Oliver. Our recap will be given by Steve Anderson as his character, Walter Von Ehrenberg. So, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Steve? From the Journal of Walter Von Ehrenberg. At the request of the wife of a missing German language professor, Professor Erling, we have taken the train to Seehausen. A young man on the train made some small talk with us. We asked where we were going. His father owns a factory, but he's going back to organize a strike at the factory. He warns us to be careful of the mayor. Mr. Prinz and Mr. Lack woke up from uh, sleep on the train. Mr. Lack spoke about having a dream related to Rapunzel. There were also two kids on the train with the woman, their aunt, telling them fairy tales. She tells the story of the fisherman and his wife. The lake in the story is the lake in Seihusen, and the story is changed. The fisherman gives his wife to the fish, who then takes her under the water. We see a horse cart with bags in the back, driven by a man dressed as a colorful harlequin. The cart's driving parallel to the train. The two girls call up the figure, the Sandman. As he drives away, we felt like he was watching us. At the railway station, we saw a wanted poster for the professor related to Miss Berndt, the student he was traveling with. She was found in the municipal pool, Redekulk. The newspaper article had more details, including that she was from Mechhausen and she and the professor had been traveling back and forth over the last few days to that town where she had introduced him to her parents. We all also know that an illustrator named Bush lived there, um, famous for Max and Mortis, a comic strip. (laughs) We confirmed that the professor bought a bunch of flowers on the 12th. He also checked out of his room on the 12th in the middle of the night. Miss Berndt was not registered there. Carl went to the police station and found them just closing up the town hall. The police told him that she was found near the bathing pool, but there was a pentacle chalked on the ground with candles all around. She visited her parents and we believe the doctor could be there as well. Or I'm sorry, that the professor could be there as well. The doctor couldn't find anything wrong with her. No cause of death. We also learned that there are two missing children, a boy and a girl, that went missing near the woods on the eastern outskirts of town. They've been missing since yesterday. After all this, Daniel and I took a walk around town. We headed out to the pool, but stopped at a Jewish cemetery on the way, looking for the stone of Friedrich, Friedrich Fritz, from the letter. We met the rabbi and he shared with us that the professor and his companion were looking for Friedrich on Tuesday. The rabbi has notes on what they looked at. 
The first note was from September 1752. A master Herschel was sent away by the rabbi because of fears of his prophecies. The prophecies turned out to be true. Master Herschel railed vehemently against a festival led by a, quote, motley-haired foreign minstrel, unquote, who was playing strange music. There was another note from May 1810, which discussed Friedrich, noting that the bites on his body were from a human. The note also indicates that the new sinkhole, that new sinkholes had been opening, full of foul-smelling water and claims of singing at night. That note also claims the same minstrel has returned, and he heard a snippet of a tune talking about Friedrich. Oh, wait, Herschel. <laughs> Somebody, whoever wrote the note, heard a snippet of a tune talking about a mouse in a big fur cap. Grimm was with him and was intrigued. Oh, Friedrich heard a snippet of the tune, sorry. We headed back to our rooms to sleep and we were awoken to a shared dream. In the dream, it is daytime and we are in a lovely field, but there's a disgusting fishy stench. We're wearing strange clothing, like something from medieval times. We try to turn to see what's behind us, but something inside of us resists it. Eventually we turn and we see the ruins of a city and a lake. The dark, dirty lake is what stinks so badly. A fog is rising from the lake, heading towards the city. Suddenly we find ourselves in the streets of the city. There's a big pyramid near the lake. We hear some splashes and we move toward the pyramid. As we walk closer to the pyramid, we see it's made out of stone, but the steps are covered with dried blood. We climb the stairs. Some of the blood is scraped away and we can see the stone under it. There's an opening at the top, a kind of gate. Looking down at the lake, we see hundreds of human-sized figures in the lake. And Dr. Prince sees a white city in the distance. We walked into the pyramid. It's a bigger hall than should fit there. We walked into a bigger hall than should fit within the pyramid. We saw a large pedestal with drag marks from the pedestal towards the stairs. There's writing on the pedestal, but in an unknown language. Dr. Prince, Daniel, and I intuit the name Bokrog in the writing, and that he was a great god of the lizard people. It could be that a statue of the god was dragged away. Daniel finds a large coin with the image of a strange thing with scales and a broad mouth. It's Bokrog. And then we awaken back in our hotels, early Sunday, the 16th of May. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you all wake up and are a little confused. Basically, you assume it at first to be early in the morning, but uh, as you realize it isn't all that early, actually, you've all slept in. And so I guess you'll convene uh, at the hotel restaurant and uh, have a late breakfast, like 11 o'clock. 
so you can make plans what to do uh, on this day. It's a nice sunny day. Just uh, first thing, of course, you were all in my dream. Should I assume the, the impossible? You were in my dream. We were there. Uh, compare details just to make sure we're thinking the same thing. Was there a pyramid? Yeah. I don't remember ever smelling anything in a dream before, let alone anything so awful as that water. I don't remember ever being able Wait, to see You guys had the same dream? dream? We're, we're touching on something very dark and very Ancient. mystical. Oh, I definitely have to send a note to my friend Carl Jung about this one. Yeah, our unconscious is collected. Uh, the uh, gold piece you found, I didn't get a look at it. It was, um, I think I only saw it for like a few seconds, but it was, uh, I think the thing, it had like reptilian features, scaled, arch it's mouth. A, God. It's a bullrog? Is that right? Like Bokrug, I Bo think. Bokrug? It's an odd name. What's a bullcrack? I haven't heard of this. We should, we should look that up, see what mythology it's from. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's really old, so maybe it's drifted, but maybe something exists. Usually people put, well, I guess sometimes they put deities on their coins and not rulers. Yes. Romans put deities on coins. Maybe it's a, I don't know what you would call them, a pseudonym. Um, a lot of the South American rulers had names like, you know, Springing Tiger and uh, Seven Birds or something like that. Maybe it, Bocroke represents the ruler. Yeah, we should, we should. Perhaps on our next train journey, we can collate what we all remember independently and try to get the most complete version of it. Uh, there's definitely mythological seeming elements that we might be able to trace to something meaningful. I can see how Erling has gotten so out of his depth. Um, it's odd that I remember how distinctly, like, it was like I was near a cannery when we were in that city. I can't just help think of like walking fish. Did the, the fellow in the train, he said his father makes tin cans or he puts things in cans. I, yeah, but he, he it makes me more things. think of, it more makes me think that like more reminded me of a story I heard, I think I told you about last night about sinkholes just appearing in town and they smell like death. <laughs> That's right, Daniel. Wait, waiter, bring me some brandy. This is too much. It's 11 a.m., Mr. Blood Well, if you want to. It's medicinal, <laughs> purely medicinal. Perhaps <laughs> just a drop in the coffee would be fortifying. Keep it for later. Yeah, the uh, waiter brings you the, uh, the brandy and 
coffee with uh, with a shot in. Thank you. That is fortifying. Uh, maybe, maybe I will have a shot of that. Mr. Henning, I believe you would, were considering returning to the police station to speak to a grown-up. Um, was that what I was doing? I, I, I'm quite disturbed by the dream. Yeah. The fact that we've all seen the same thing. You, I know that you described, you know, that the policeman on duty is helpful, but not very thoroughly informed. I don't know that if, you know, there'd be much to learn except whether we could have a look at the pool where uh, Frau Fräulein Berndt was found. For, oh, for, uh... for example, we were curious as to whether she was found with chalk on her person or matches or whether, because we don't know for certain that Professor Erlang was with her when this ritual was attempted, if that's what it was. We seem to... we had was that the two of them broke in after it closed and then he left like a few hours later by signing up from his hotel room. We seem to be focusing on all of the details when what we really need to know is where is the doctor? Yeah, where we the were hired went. to bring him back. Yeah, so well, you, I mean, you, it, you don't have that coin, do you? As crazy as things have been. It was in the dream. I think I would have woken up oh, did it, it in didn't. my hand. You woke up without coin. I think I, I would have woken up with my hand if I did. Well, I, I tend to agree with you, uh, Detective Henning, but on the other hand, perhaps if we uncover the explanation mm. of this, these mysteries might push us in the right direction, help reveal it, where uh, Professor Erling is. Because it's obviously this is the same trail that he was going down. So I guess if we follow the That's same true. trail, we're following the went. same rabbit trail. And honestly, I think the only things we know now, the only ideas we have are the flower shop, which we've already spoken to, and, and, and the fact that he and she went back and forth to Mechthausen. But I can't imagine the police aren't keeping an eye on her parents' house where she lies sleeping. If I... we, we also have the information that Daniel and I got at the, um, at the cemetery um, uh, related to the minstrel. Um, it could be similar to that, uh, that character in the cart we saw. Um, I don't know if we could look up anything here in this we... town, if they have a library of note or... A town this de- size would have a library, perhaps, but it won't be open on a Sunday, I should be saying. Did we determine if the professor was going, where the professor brought those flowers or which festival? Because I don't, I don't, remember think, we've, that, I don't think we've determined that yet. Because I remember he possibly going to bring it for a certain festival in like maybe one of the smaller towns nearby. Well, there's a festival coming up here. We guess that. Our, we don't know speculation. That. Yeah, right. Well, you, uh, you saw uh, the uh, the posters that the um, Rifle Club Festival is coming up next weekend. 
Next weekend seems a long way off, given Professor Erling's presumed condition. Well, and it also seems... Well, and two missing children. Do you honestly think he needs a bunch of flowers for a rifle festival? I think it's for something else. It just already... Sounds like a bunch of dudes getting together and shooting their guns. There's a a festival atmosphere, I think. I mean, people are even coming to town for it. I don't think it's all about... I think the shooting is the contest, but I... Is that right, Keeper, that the festival is going to have dancing and... The uh, the the posters announced um, uh, a big fair and da- uh, a dance uh, with with, uh, uh, with music at uh, um, a fair tent and the you all know of these festivals they're uh, held all over uh, Germany and it's basically uh, led by the local rifle fa- uh, club. And they do a free shooting that decides the new king of the club for the next year. But usually the whole town is uh, just has a big fair. And that's what it sounds like here. Did we, uh, was, are we, uh, was the flowers ordered in a separate town of the one we're in now? Yeah. Or was it already passed? We haven't been to the town. That was near, uh, near Gutting. Okay. Yeah. Would it be worthwhile for me to roll a cult either on the name of the god or on the pentacle that the girl was murdered in? Or in dead. Well, you don't really know much about about uh, the pentacle, so um, the only that's right. We haven't actually been there. Yeah, the Those the only thing you know is that 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 young policeman <sighs> said, uh, said she was in one of the uh, these five pointed star things. So we know there's occult stuff involved. We'll we'll just have to find go to the library and see what we can find. It's not open today, but tomorrow, we can at least check out the scene. If, if, if the police well, give us access, up the scene? If we're finding out. Maybe the rabbi has a collection of books we could read through. You found him quite agreeable. Other source outside the professor, or uh, outside of the police. Not a bad idea. What couple of us could go straight to Machthausen and ask the parents about their daughter's condition and what the professor was like when they visited, and if they know any place special if they went in Mechthausen. Maybe they have some of these sinkholes there. But I assume the police are paying some attention. I assume that the Mechthausen, I mean, Mechthausen's a small village. Like, where are a bus ride? Or is it five? Oh, I don't think it's that far. There's, 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 a, bus, there's a bus going there. Right, the, there, there are a few buses. But it's today. once a day, right? Mm, three times. Oh, it's several. Three times. Yeah. Get there and back in one day. Yeah, that's no problem. Well, at least if you take the uh, there's one uh, in the in the morning, one round noon, like uh, one o'clock. The clerk at the train station said, and one uh, in the evening. So if you take the last one, it might be a problem. 
But if you go on the one at noon, it should be prob uh, probably <laughs> we possible. Check, if, we, if we look into the Medusa pool and see what we find and then look into that and then take the uh, afternoon, take the noon bus, we can check back out for a few hours and leave on the evening bus. I agree that visiting the family of this poor girl would be a, a prudent course of action. <laughs> I, pardon me, I'm, go I'm going to step over and speak with the concierge to, to find out if he knows about any libraries or, or anything. Uh, well, we have, uh, there is the school li uh, library. We don't, uh, um, that's basically uh, like the, the public li uh, library we have here. Um, what, what, can, can we get access to the university library? School, the, uh, the high school, school library. library. Sorry. Oh, I uh, thought there was a university. I don't Sorry. think it would be possible on, uh, on a Sunday, but uh, maybe if you talk uh, to one of the teachers, um, Oh, yeah, sure. I doubt they'll have books on the occult in the high school library. Or if they have, local however, hit, yeah, not not high school. Right. I wonder if they would have a collection of local fairy tales, but we might also try phoning the library at the University at Göttingen, uh, at least to see if there's if there's some record of what country or time period. There's a god or something called Bokrug. Remembered. The guy that ordered the flowers said the professor was with Miss Burnt when he left with them, which means he used them before he left that morning, which means this have to be somewhere before they found Miss Burnt. Did he say that he was with someone when he uh, the, the guy flowers? that the guy that gave him the flowers, I think, said that. I believe so. Yeah. Come again? Did did, he, did Professor Erling pick up the flowers with a, with a female companion? No, no. He uh, when you phoned them, uh, the um, the business owner said that he ordered them in the morning by uh, by phone. And came in the afternoon to collect them with uh, like a, a horse cart. Uh, was like uh, like um, a strange, cart, a strange but, cart. Yeah, yeah. Well, straight not strange, but uh, like used for um, fairgrounds. Mm. But but he was alone when he picked them up. He was alone. Okay. He didn't say anything about the, the, the companion. Oh, okay, okay. That sounds like the cart we saw the Harlequin in, the Sandman. Well, he more or less described more like a, a closed uh, cart, like uh, like a shooting oh, okay. booth or something. And the cart uh, you saw on the uh, from the train was like just an open cart. Uh, we could ask. The, I mean, we know that the rifle fair is this coming weekend, but perhaps there is another small village fair before then. Because uh, he has to have gone the cart from somewhere. Well, he could, yeah, he rented the cart or bought the cart, but he, why did he get it in the middle of the week for next week's festival? I guess because he wanted to buy all those old flowers the man had. Why was he up closer to Göttingen when he was down here 
just the night before. That's the, that's the problem. I personally think it'd be a great idea, Hans, if, if you call one of your contacts to see if they can find something out. I mean, the more information we get, the better. Um, but I do think we should take the bus today and, and go visit those people. Maybe we'll have access to more stuff tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And it's not actually that far away until the early afternoon bus, because we all were in that pyramid for so long. We slept the morning away. We can't even get the early bus. Maybe, I guess, we go to a Munchausen and uh, I guess investigate there for a bit and then on the way back, we can see what we else will do with our time before we sleep. Unless some of us want to go to Mechthausen and some of us want to stay here and deal and inquire further with the police. I'll, I'll visit the family in Mechthausen. I don't, <coughs> I don't think we have enough information yet to draw any conclusions. However, I'm thinking what the most important thing here, we're trying to retrieve the doctor so based on the stuff that we have so far, where do you think the doctor is going? What is his reason for all of this? He's trying to find information out on those Brothers Grimm stuff that seemed to be his paper, right? The stuff that he was writing about. Yeah, which I think is about to prove his alternate tellings had a cultural backing and then well, maybe that's I guess what he'd be trying to look for is also a tie into the, story. the incident that led to uh, Fritz's death. I think that might be incidental because the death happened a hundred years ago. Yes, but it's related. I'm it trying to into think if too. we can get, we can find a way to get ahead of the professor and head him off at the pass wherever he's going we could jump ahead a week in time and come to the festival unless he's going to another smaller festival but we the flower <laughs> cart suggests that it's that he's planning something and the and the records that the rabbi shared said you know that that the uh there was a warning about a, a patchwork man and a festival and a okay. calamity and we have a patchwork man that looked down at the train with us in it so, so the we have... intention our intention then is to go to that festival in a week and in the meantime we're going to do research it's i also think we just well, Carl, I, I i totally agree with you we we need to remember the professor and and i was thinking um with your instincts what do you think a man who rushed out of a hotel in the middle of the night because he left behind a, a comatose or nearly dead woman, what, what would he do? Well, he, he traveled to another village and bought a lot of silk flowers is what he did. Didn't he make the statement? Not at something 3 a.m. Like, something like Euripides, uh, Eureka, I figured it out. That was the town before. That wasn't Göttingen. Göttingen. Okay, that but... There. He's figured something out. What's he figured out? Where the origin of the story is from. And then and he went here. 
and then did a ritual flowers. of sorts, and then did something happened. So it went wrong, and then he left town, got stuck flowers, and kept going. So maybe try to continue the ritual in a different way. I mean, here's the thing. He's a, he's a, a distinguished-looking elderly man who's wanted in the vicinity, who's pr- pr- either hidden a wooden cart full of flowers and a horse that needs to be cared for, or he's riding through the countryside with a fair cart full of silk flowers. So he should, in a certain sense, be easy to locate. But Why don't we, don't we go to where the site of the festival is going to be, and maybe they're setting up? Well, that's here. The festival well, that's right here is here. In this town. And I don't yeah. think I think he went somewhere that wasn't local because I think at least him being wanted wasn't spread outside of town because we didn't hear about it till we got here. Well, the thing is, I mean, we keep bringing up that he's wanted. Yes, he's wanted because of his bizarre behavior. But the the truth is he looks just like the average person. He doesn't look like a criminal. So if he was walking down the street behind us right now, we might not even notice that he's there. The average person is not going to be be calling the authorities anytime they see a tall, distinguished looking man. Right. Yes. That would embarrass a lot of important people. Uh, Keeper, did we... How did we end up at this town? Did we get? Did we hear that the professor was going yeah. specifically to this village? Is that yeah. what we at the pre? Okay, so we knew we knew he was coming here. Yeah, we knew they bought train tickets here, okay. and we now know that they've traveled from here to Maxhausen back and forth at least once. I say we go there to see if there's a lead because maybe, maybe if Miss Burnt possibly wakes up. She might know a lot. Yeah. Uh, for that matter, it, he, he went to Göttingen, gave the speech that outraged the establishment, and she came after him and said, ah, I, I know something, more or less. She's from this little town near... Which near, means their town might know something that might be relevant. And it's a small place. Uh, no. You all going there? Or... I, I am. I am. I'm wondering whether Detective Henning should see what else he can get out of the police here, because I don't know. We all need to travel to disturb this family. I, I, can, I can do that. I need to kind of have an idea of what I'm going to ask. See if you can get to see. I can accompany you, uh, Henning. I was just thinking maybe we. See if we can Google the scene ourselves and get a sense of what happened. Because maybe there's something yes, that not just the uh, guy the that was pool. closing up saw it. Oh, that 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 might vaguely be useful, but at the same time, it might be just a waste of time. We know there's a star and some candles, and they've probably cleaned it up. One question that the desk officer couldn't answer was whether there was chalk at the scene, or whether the candles had been burnt, or whether there were matches because we don't actually know that the professor was there. We just know that they were seen together in town and then she was found. And this was next to a spring, a a sinkhole? A former sinkhole that's now a public pool. Multiple sinkholes, I think, keep forming. Does the public pool have a bottom to it or is it part of the system where it's connected underground? Well, you have, you don't know. We'd have to go look, okay. (laughs) So I think we You're should. Diving, Carl. Uh, 
a couple I want to speak us, with the parents because I want to make sure they're not keeping anything back. The fact that they met the professor means that they're the last people we can talk to who've spoken to him, I think. Except for, you know, except for signing in at the hotel desk. Um, oh, I had a thought and it fled me. Yeah, it's interesting. The, the nature of the pool. Oh, right. Before um, I pack a day bag to go up to Mechthausen, I wanted to uh, call someone I know at the Göttingen University. Well, uh, you don't know so many people uh, there, but uh, you know people at uh, Berlin. Oh, of course. Right. <laughs> um, this is why we play close together so that we don't all lose all of our threads. Uh, yeah, I want to call a, a colleague, another graduate student back in Berlin uh, and, you know, indicate that the professor's research seems to have led to some things that I don't have any background in. The name of this creature or deity, Bakrug, uh, where and when that would have been relevant. Um, maybe a history of local festivals in this region, if they can. And I'll call in, you know, six or seven tonight when I get back from a trip to a tiny village. Let's see if he has anything. Um, and then I'll, I'll buy a bunch of beer when I get back to Berlin. <laughs> well, uh, you you certainly can uh, uh, can find a friend you can uh, call up. Um, but he does. Uh, he says that uh, basically that uh, he'll look into it, but he doesn't know if he'll uh, be of any help uh, today. Mm. Because it's Sunday in Berlin as well. Yeah. So uh, his advice, uh, his idea is that you call him up uh, tomorrow uh, in the evening. That's that's. And he'll, uh, he'll see what he can find. That's fantastic. And have a good Sunday. I'll speak to you tomorrow. We. Uh, I'll tell you when I get back over beers about. The adventures of Professor Erling, the most mild-mannered lunatic you've ever met. Yeah, and then get get ready for next thousand. Okay. And uh, Carl and Daniel are go uh, going to the police or to the pool. I think we'll go to the pool. I still need to formulate questions for the police. Yes, because. We'll see if there's anything left there, and then if not, we just know what to ask the police about, because we have to ask the actual proper detective, or I guess the actual officers that were directly at the scene. Okay, so let's start there. Um, the rest of you are uh, getting back to the train station where the, uh, in front of the train station, the buses are leaving and taking the the bus to Mechthausen. Um, the concierge g gave you the directions towards the uh, this municipal uh, pool, which uh, basically uh, the easiest way is going to the um, to the train station as well, and then following the street alongside uh, right. the tra uh, the tracks. The area is um, 
basically on the outskirts uh, of the city center. And uh, it seems to be a little, uh, well, some bushes, uh, and um, there's a high wooden fence that uh, walls in uh, the area. There is a, an admittance uh, gate, and uh, you see a sign at the gate uh, which th- uh, says uh, closed season opening on 1st of June. Okay, I'm wondering how they got in, so there's probably a a way to get in, a sneaky way. Um, and as you look around, you can hear some laughter well, like from the uh, little down the fence. And you see a couple of, uh, couple of uh, adolescents. 14, 15 year uh, boys who are coming uh, from uh, from the bushes and uh, are laughing. Uh, they have uh, they seem to be uh, seem to be wet, and they look a little bit surprised when they see you. Oh, hello there, and just walk we, past you. Well, we'll say oh, I'll be like uh, um, Ben swimming. <laughs> well, uh, how, how would we? That's uh, not allowed. <laughs> we're, we're not. We're not here to uh, to read you the riot act. We're actually investigators, and we're trying to figure out how to get in. How How did you get in? We're not going to tell anybody, are you? <laughs> uh, ah, come on, Every, everybody knows about it. Well, we're uh, we're not from here, so we don't visitors. Uh, oh, uh, but, well, there are a couple of loose boards uh, when you just duck down on the uh, on the the shrubberies. Okay, so have you, <laughs> have you, you seen anything? Well, have you seen anything weird in there? Weird? No. <laughs> well, there uh, those uh, strange markings uh, that are there. Okay. Uh, somebody drew drew uh, drew uh, a pentagram. Okay. Well, you boys have a good day, and I'm. Nothing guys. Let's go take a look into. Uh, yeah. The bush. It's not shock. It's not shock if it hasn't gone away. All right. So, so we're gonna go look for the hole uh, in the fence. Yeah, basically, it's uh, it's not hard to find. It's. Just on the edge of the uh, uh, the uh, the bushes, there are two boards you can, which are loose. You can just push them aside. Okay, push them aside and slip through. Come on, Daniel. All right, and you enter the the ba- uh, the fencing area. It's uh, what you see is um, basically an a big pond, um, which has uh, the um, the rim has been uh, what is it called uh, has been strengthened, so uh, that's not with with just, cement or uh... yeah, with cement, okay. concrete. 
and the base. there are a couple of stalls uh, most likely for uh, for changing um, to one side, there is like a small waiting pool for uh, for small children, which is empty. If I go moment. over to the, if I go over to the pool, is it uh, murky or can is it clear the water? The first thing that that uh, comes to your senses is it it smells bad. Yeah, it's it looks. Well, not murky, but it's not like a uh, like a clear swimming pool, uh, and you have this this lingering fish smell. It's not really in a very nice place, you would say. Not not something you would. It's it's it smells like a pond, not a a swimming pool. Yeah, but in Strong Berlin, you have pond, uh, it's you have a lot of ponds in the vicinity which are used by uh, by everyone for going swimming. But this smells more stale. More smells like a swamp. Ish. Yeah. Can I, some... can I see the bottom of the pool? No. Okay. Is it more? It's, it's a little it's a, murky. It's, it's not clear, but it's more like an off color. Yeah. Okay. And uh, to one side, there's like a, um, in connection with the entrance gate, there's a, a booth where um, most likely they, uh, they sell snacks and drinks. Uh, once it's open, there are a couple of <laughs> folded umbrellas uh, and stuff. And is there a, do, do we find the place on the cement where the, star has been drawn yeah it's uh their chalk chalk marks they're uh still very uh quite visible it's big pentagram is it a, is it a simple pentagram or are there symbols drawn around it it's just a simple pentagram with a circle around it it's uh quite big how big um it's well big enough for somebody to sit in the middle of it and on each point of the star, there are, uh, you find um, little wax. wax marks. Yeah. Hmm. So I mentioned so, this. Uh, I mentioned this the, uh, last night, but supposedly these all of these pools used to be sinkholes that just appeared a few hundred years ago. And I guess they filled them in the bottom. And during the night, supposedly you'd hear the sound of siren. You'd hear singing. And these pools. Well, it's very likely that the whole region is honeycombed underneath with caves, and they're probably connected. Um, so, my friend, do you fancy going swimming? I want you I to see if do... you can find the bottom. Wait, is there a is there a pool skimmer? You know, like a net to get stuff off. Yeah, I was going to find a long yeah, stick. Yeah, you. There next to the the changing stalls, there's a a, a small shed okay. where you think uh, equipment could be stored. Okay. If there's a pool skimmer, how long is it? Maybe fifteen feet, maybe five meters. Well, you 
you uh, go over there, uh, there is a like two long wooden uh, uh, bars you can put uh, together and yeah, 15 feet. So I want to go take that over to the pool and see if I can push it down and touch the bottom of the pool. Um, do a listen roll as you go over. Okay, 88. I did not pass that. <laughs> okay. Um, you basically push it, uh, push the staff in, and you don't, don't find the bottom. Wow, it's really deep. Um, now that I'm here, I only think, and then there's a pentagram, and a man went to a place that after he found records about this place being odd. And also this town has a local legend about making a deal with a fishman from a pool. That's it feels like with, that's what they had in mind. If you're going to go with witchcraft and the occult stuff, you draw a pentagram like that if you want to summon something. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to summon Bokrug to the swimming pool. I was more thinking they're trying to summon the fishmen for, I guess, value. He might be Bokrug for all we Maybe. know. But now we're just being silly. And now we're just picking straws, yeah. None of that stuff could be real. Um, do you, uh, both do a listen roll again. Oh, got an O2 that time. I got a 94. Nah. Um, you, okay, Carl, you hear uh, some uh, scratching from the uh, from those changing stalls. I mean, they are... Hello? I'm going to walk over there. Is there somebody in here? We're not the police. Uh, uh, you go around the, the stall and you see a, uh, an adolescent boy might be like 14 year old pimply faced yeah uh reddish, uh, reddish hair and he's trying to hide something uh behind his back as you uh, as you come around uh, what, what what do you want from me nothing you you were you going swimming uh, yes and uh, what's that to you Oh, we're we're just detectives. We're, we're you're not in trouble or anything. Uh, de- 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 how how deep can you go in this swimming pool? Oh, you you can go uh, very uh, very deep. I don't know how deep deeper than I can dive. And he's he's like hiding something behind behind his back. Yeah. Um, what are you trying to hide behind your back? But. That, that's all no, not of, uh, none of your business. Look, uh, I'm not I'm, hiding anything. Show me what you got. He, he looks a little panicked and tries to dart, uh, dart past you. Yeah. Uh, I will try and grab. Is he wearing clothes? Yeah, he's wearing, he's dressed. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll grab him by the shirt as he tries to run past. 
probably started like trying to body block. What do you got there, buddy? <laughs> so you you basically both of you block him uh, block him out so and, and uh, get a hold of him. Yeah. Uh, what he's trying to hide and right. as he's struggling is a small hand drill. Like like this kind of hand drill. Yeah, like the the one you just a hand drill. Are you trying to make a peeping hole? Are you trying to break into something? Peeping <laughs> hole. No, I, I, of course not. I'll just hand it back to him. And my boys will be boys. Don't hurt anyone with it. <laughs> but could you maybe answer some questions? I mean, do you think this this pool is connected to other pools underground? Is it are there caves down there? Can you see them when you're in the water? No. Well, I don't know. No one can dive down uh, down anywhere there. It's just it's too deep. deep. And do and you know anything about this? And I point over to the star. Well, that, that's been here for, for a couple of days. I don't know. Are you, are you kids into calling up, you know, uh, Bloody Mary or uh, spooky stuff? No. Are you playing, Mister? All right, you can go. I don't. We don't care what you're doing. I think your friend. I think your friends already left anyway. Uh, can I have the back? Yeah. Here you go. And he scrambles off. Kids are the same everywhere. They had to make fun somehow. So what have we learned? I think we've learned a couple of things. One is the pool is probably connected. It's too deep for anyone to swim to the bottom of. We've and got what looks like an occult ritual that's been done here. It was used a few I'm, days ago. I'm curious. I mean, I don't know for sure. I've seen things, you know, on television, old movies and stupid stuff like that. Wouldn't there be a book associated with this in some way? I mean, a person doesn't usually just know the chant off the top of their head. They find some old book. They draw the, the thing. They read True. from it. So maybe, maybe there's a book that's going to show up at some point, too. Maybe we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to I guess, collaborate with... Uh, with Walter and the others when they come back, but maybe maybe he learned it there. Well, so you you're basically done uh, there, or you, you? Yeah, kind of. It's but like, you ask the police, I guess, about what they saw besides just the candles and her being unconscious. It's like the like the mark is on like the rocks and not under the water, right? Yeah, on the the concrete next to it. Uh, okay. Pool. Um. I'm not always into you know covering every base because you talked about spending another 45 minutes to an hour going and asking the police what we can see for ourselves. True. So, I think the only thing that's I think the only thing that's bring up is like this water is very specifically off, which is. But that's let's kind see of if we can find out any any statistics on the pond. 
Maybe like, they have some records on Alex Pond. So let's switch to the others. <laughs> you, um, you get to Mechthausen. It's uh, really a very uh, small well, town or village, even village is uh, too much uh, to say. Um, you take the bus that goes uh, due north, uh, north out of town and turns onto more or less a gravel road at some point. Are there how, many how other passengers? Sorry. Um, you're the only passengers. And how long is the trip? It's like half an hour. Okay, that far and is the driver uh, friendly, suspicious, local, gregarious? A grumpy old uh, elderly local uh, man. Seems to be, a, uh, uh, doesn't seem to be in the mood uh, for working on a nice Sunday. And uh, what's the countryside like between? The countryside gets, as you draw closer, uh, gets more and more extremely rural like basically looks like uh, like you're leaving civilization it's um, nearly well you, you could say uh, like a, a fairy tale uh, country and um, when you get to the village of Mechthausen there's a, a sign at the uh, start of the of the village, which uh, says Mechthausen, and someone has uh, written under it, "All roads end here." And so, basically, it's just a small uh, village green with a couple of houses with a church. Um, there's a shop to one side. You see a couple of kids uh, running around and um, a dog lazily uh, in the middle of the street. The bus even had to uh, drove around the dog. So so the architecture is very old fashioned. Yeah. Like a village out of time kind of. Yeah. Kind of vibe. Uh. And, it's a very peculiar um, village. Yeah, is there a town hall or something? Mm, no, the the nearest thing would be uh, would be the church. No post office. Um, just the one shop. Mm. This reminds me of the town uh, near my father's estate in, in Danzig. Uh, yeah, it's very much like that. And did we did we did we uh, learn how many people live here, or can we make an assessment of that from uh, upon arrival? Um, I think we heard uh, about one fifty. Yeah, okay. you you asked. I don't know the concierge or the one uh, the clerk at the train station. One of them said like maybe 100, 150 people. And okay. but we don't like, we don't know where this family lives, though, right? Yeah. We, oh, we if this is if this is a normal village, we can ask anyone. They all know each other. Yeah. So this is Sunday, right? Would they yeah. be coming out of church at this time, or can we hear church services from outside? Mm, it's 
half past one now church should have ended uh, before probably too small to have a catholic church with the later mass no just the one in church all right well any uh any uh we saw a few kids any adults yeah. More yeah, there are also a couple of adults, a woman just getting out of the uh, out of uh, this shop. Uh, I'm sorry, what's the name of the family that we're looking for? Brecht? Is it Brecht? Bernd. Bernd. All right. All right, we'll all follow uh, Mr. Von Ehrenberg. Hmm? Uh, good afternoon, uh, young lady. Um, I'm uh, visiting to speak with uh, the, the Bernds. Could you direct me to their home? They're expecting. Uh, uh, which bar uh, Barons? There's uh, uh, the, the farmer Barons and the tragic young girl. Oh, you mean uh, Anaro's uh, parents? Uh, yeah, exactly. they live. I'm a specialist in in um, mental health, and we're we're going to visit with them. Oh, ble God bless you. That poor thing. Well, yeah, you sister. just uh, you just take the uh, the road uh, over there, and uh, it's the last farm uh, farmstead. Uh, it's like a ten minute walk from here. Thank you so much. So Enjoy is she, the rest of your Sabbath. So is she also wearing like old fashioned clothing? No, it's oh. time just usual clothing. Unless you you walk down uh, the the uh, gravel road and pass uh, one farm uh, farm building, you see a man who's uh, who's tending to a flock of ge uh, of geese. And at the end of the of the road, there is a small farmstead. Basically, looks very well kept clean house and um, as you uh, enter the farmyard uh, a woman in her would it be late 40s early 50s comes out the uh, out of the house um, she's wiping her hands on her apron uh, can I help you Oh, yes. Hello, Fräulein. My, my name is Walter von Ehrenberg. Uh, these are my friends, Mr. Lack and Mr. Prince. I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Prince Esquire. Um, uh, and uh, we, um, we heard about the tragedy that's happened to your daughter. Um, and we are actually uh, working with private investigators to find the professor. Could we speak with you for a short while? Uh, um, yes, yes, please uh, uh, come in. Thank you, um, thank you so much. Thank you, ma'am. She she seems very worried, and she leads you into uh, into the house, into a, uh, a living room. Well, uh, uh, you. Uh, what, what can I help you with? We, you know, we're we're very 
uh, in distress and upset with what happened to our, uh, our poor girl. How is your I'm daughter? I'm so sorry. Is, well, she, she, is she improving? Uh, no, unfortunately not. Why? I think we'll we'll have to get her to the hospital. After all, she's well. It's it's hardly possible to feed her anything. She's she she won't really take any f- uh, food. She's just lying there. Does does she open her eyes? Does she look like she? No, no, not at all. And when you. And her eyes are so scary. It's like it's like she doesn't have any pupils anymore. I'm not a doctor, man. But that seems they, very unusual. The, the the doctor said she her eyes are just turned up so far that you hardly can see them. But it's so scary. But she breathes regularly. Uh, yes, yes. Her color is still good. Well, she's she's getting so weak and thin. Mm. Um, we understand that uh, your daughter brought Professor Erling to visit you before all this happened. Is that is that so? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He he seemed such a nice uh, nice man, such such a distinguished gentleman. Yes, um, he didn't seem in distress himself, or uh, no, or no, not at all. They they both were were quite excited. They they said they were working on some research, and they they visited the parish house and. Uh, Enros was there a lot as uh, as a girl. But yes, we're hoping that we, when we find the professor, he'll have uh, some solution to to this unnatural condition that Anna Rosa is in. Do, do you think he has something to do with it? The the police will, uh, seem to to think so. As far as we know, the police only believe that because they've been traveling together. Uh, and it was unusual. Uh, they they met at a at a university discussion, and it seems that Anna Rose knew something the professor was interested in, and and they, as you said, they were very excited to to figure out some historical mystery. But we don't know that the professor even knows of Anna Rose's condition at this time. It's, we're not we're not certain certain where he is or. Or what happened, uh, ma'am? Did the did the professor mention any other possible uh, destinations, other villages, or uh, um, well, fairs, they, they town they fairs were, in this area? Um, they were talking about the the upcoming festival in Seehusen. But I don't I don't know why, but and they. They visited, as I said, they visited the parish house, and oh wait, he, I want to bring that to the the police, but I didn't get around to it. They, uh, he left a small notebook. Small notebook, you say? 
Could, could you maybe get that to the police station? That would be so much help. We're going back to say house in this evening. We'd be happy to. Wait, I'll, I'll get it for you. Thank you. Um, she leaves and she comes back and gives you, uh, you a small leather notebook. Do you want to talk while she's out? Uh, ma'am, I'm sorry. Is this a notebook that belonged to the professor or your daughter or no, that, that, that's a prof- uh, the professor's yes hopefully it will help us find him um is it would it be very intrusive if, if we could perhaps have a, a look at Ana rosa and see her condition for ourselves i'm curious Actually, about yes it. i i wanted to ask that because i do have some training in, in mental health and perhaps i could help her perhaps hypnotize her or to okay. bring her back please, if you, if you can do anything to help her, yes, please. So um, she leads you up to the uh, the stairs. And... Has uh, I'm sorry, uh, hmm? Jeb. Has has she mentioned a husband in the picture at all, or is she? Uh, she hasn't mentioned. Uh, he's, uh, she hasn't mentioned him, but uh, you see a photograph of uh, on the. Uh, on the sideboard of um, her uh, um, uh, a man and a woman, uh, a young girl uh, that could probably be Anna Rose. So she leads you up the stairs the uh, into Anna Rose's room. It's like a, um, an attic room. It's quite bright. Uh, the the window is open. Uh, window is open, but it still smells, yeah, like a little bit li- uh, like a clinic. Like there's a, sm- a smell of, uh, of of illness and in the air. And the girl is beginning mid twenty. She's a blonde girl. She must be beautiful uh, usually, but she really looks emaciated. And she's just lying on the bed. Gentlemen, would you look through her things to see if you could find something that may be very vital and important to her that we could used to help focus her um, to, to try to bring her back. Yeah. To for for a Baron, did she have a, a locket or something <laughs> she cared for very much? Or perhaps a notebook or... <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. She, uh, she gives you a, a small... Uh, there's uh, on the nightstand, there's a small uh, necklace with a pendant uh, on it. Small cross. It's the right side up before yeah. you ask. <laughs> so, so okay, uh, time out. I'm sorry, time out. Okay. So, what what do we know about the daughter? So, we know she was a college student, right? Yeah. And we know that she was studying folklore as well, or are we still not totally yeah, sure? Yeah, folklore uh, uh, was a big part of her uh, studies. Okay. All right. And, um, It does. Uh, there's a couple of books on the on the shelves, papers uh, on a desk. 
I want to show, does she have a bookshelf? Yeah. I want to look over the bookshelf. What, what kind of books? Well, there, there's on? a lot of uh, folk uh, stuff, especially there. Um, you look through a couple of them. There's a bunch of books um, connected to primal, uh, primitive uh, um, region, primitive belief systems. Um, you find a book about Australian uh, Ori uh, Aborigines. She had a lot of there are a lot of notes um, connecting, uh, especially to this uh, to the Australian people and about the uh, their beliefs in the dreams and dream time. Dream time. Hmm. Well, if there are any books with like dream in the title, like on the spine, I want to pull it out and flip through it. Yeah, there's one. I will take a closer look at it. Uh, and I think, well, gonna... he's, oh, he's snooping and Walter's going to attend to the girl. I'll sort of chat up from Baird so that she doesn't okay. feel distracted by this stuff. Ask about Anna Rosa's youth and mm -hmm. her Baird. And... Well, she, she basically tells you she was always a very bright, a very bright girl and she was always uh, around the parish uh, house and uh, she loved to look through the old uh, documents and sketches that were kept there and the old uh, the old uh, priest who went into retirement a couple of years ago always accommodated her what's the priest's name i think we'll probably need to speak to him as well well the the uh, the uh, uh, is he still today, a directory uh, or it's Pastor Lawrenson. Um he's with us, he's been with us for I don't know five or six years. And before that it was uh, uh Pastor Nodeke. He he was the uh the nephew of uh, uh Wilhelm Busch. Oh that's the most famous son of the village, right? Uh, well, he he lived here a couple of years. And he's he's still with, living with his, with his nephew. Uh huh. And is his nephew retired, but still in the village? No, no, he left. Uh, he left. I I think he yeah he left to live with relatives. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's, I think somewhere in Hanover uh, or that area. Mm -hmm. But the the the. Pastor Lawrence is uh, is a very nice man. He's he's from uh, the north of Germany, from Holstein. Beautiful country, and I'll keep prattling on. Yeah. So Walter, you take a look at Anna Rose. You're muted. Yeah. First, I'm yeah. just going to do like basic things to make sure that she's not responding to stimulus. You know, like try to tickle her toes and things like that. So you I assume she doesn't. No, she she doesn't. And you take a, a close look at her. Um, so base, I guess you check the eyes. Um, you lift the eyelids, and for a second, it look really looks like she has no pupils. But 
when you really uh, stretch them up, you can see that the eyes are just so far rolled back that they, uh, uh, it's just white showing. Okay, uh, I'm gonna take her cross and, and hang it with my huh? pocket watch and do huh? the classic <laughs> hypnotist thing. Um, just in case she can hear me. She doesn't respond. Okay. Um, one thing you notice when, as you check her, she, uh, she's the most likely mother is dressed uh, her in a uh, light dress. And you see a couple of scratch marks on, the, uh, on her uh, arms. Oh, look closely at this. Well, they basically they're nearly healed. It's not like deep, deep cuts, but it looks like scratches from might be from thorns or something. Like as if she had run through uh, thorn bush, uh, bushes or anything. Uh, I I ask her mother if she knows anything about them. Um. Well, she, she had those uh, when they found her. But, but no, I don't know anything about them. Interesting. They seem like they're healing well, though, so I'm sure it's fine. Well, she's not responding to my hypnosis, um, which I think we could have expected, but it's always best to try. Um, I'm also going to just do like a, like take a quick peek at the mother thinking, you know, does she seem like she's withholding anything that, uh, anything at all, really? Well, uh, you have a pretty good uh, psychology skill. Oh, yeah. no, she, do you don't think uh, she is? She's, okay. she is so obviously concerned and scared for her daughter. And, and where is her father? Well, he's on the field working. Oh, he's working in the fields, of course. Farmers never have a day out. No, unfortunately not. And I, I have a question for you as well. Um, you haven't, you don't know if uh, the professor and your daughter borrowed a cart or someone's missing a cart? No, not that I know of. Okay, because we have we have experience or we we have information that the professor had a cart full of um, silk flowers. Oh my God! What what did, ever did he want to do with them? Have you heard of any close by festivals that might have anything to do with flowers or? Mm -hmm. No, the, the only festival is the, the upcoming festival in Seehusen. That makes sense. Just, you know, I, I'm from far away, so, you know, I'm not sure of everything. So thank you for sharing. And and I will pray for your daughter. Oh, yeah. I hope she recovers. Uh, You've been very uh, gracious. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Herr Prince, uh, why don't you uh, give uh, Frau Barrett a card with the uh, information about 
our hotel in case she or her parent should think of anything or there should be any change in Honor Rose's condition. Of so course. You, you give her uh, the I'll name. Pull out, I'll pull out my business card and scribble on the back with the, yeah. the hotel. And as we make our way out, I'm, I'm going to, your, uh, your next door neighbor, he keeps geese, yeah? Uh, yes. Is that uh, mostly for consumption or for down or? Well, both. Uh, yeah. is, 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 uh, is, is, is he a married fellow? Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, how, is your, how are your relations with Mother Goose? Do you get along well? <laughs> it's an interesting occupation. It's a beautiful little village. Has your family been here very long? Uh, yeah, we we have been living here uh, for uh, for generations. Uh, well, we're going to stop in before we catch the bus and speak to Pastor Lawrenson. Uh, we'll send him yeah. your regards. And we'll make sure we get this notebook back to the police in Zehu. Yes, yes, please. And Before we leave, I just want to take a quick peek at her again. Are her eyes moving underneath the lids or? No? Not at all. Okay, thank you. So you're going to uh, take a look at the, uh, at the book first or are you going to go to the I will assure uh, the mother that I will keep it strictly confidential. And then as soon as we get the bus, I'll pop it open. <laughs> let's, let's find an inn or somewhere where we can sit down and have a cup of afternoon tea. Yeah, well, it's we'll such get, a small village. We'll get out of her line of sight and flip through the uh, notebook before <laughs> we speak to the parish priest. As, well, as, the professor, as Professor Early's personal attorney, I assure you, I will keep this in the strictest yeah. confidence. Uh, and Hans, you, could you be know a valuable that, clue for the police. You actually know that notebook? That's uh, his calendar. Mm. So you flip through, and it, it is what will look from the outside. It's the the calendar he keeps his uh, appointments in. He's always uh, scribbling in it, doing some notes, and. As you flip through, you um, basically the the last couple of, uh, of uh, month is basically what you know, what he, uh, what kinds of appointments he had, right? Um, and I guess you will you want to check the the last week final entries, yeah. So. Okay. Offend Göttingen, cancel tour, find Brunhilde, 3,500 silk flowers. Doesn't know that yet. So before he left, history is important, absurd. Something crossed out, there is no museum. Okay, local history society, H. Schmicke. There's a Schmicke somewhere. Synagogue, Jewish cemetery. All right, so that's the sense like Zehusen. On the 11th, he wrote, what is a hearts club? Oh, the fellow in the train mentioned that, a local wilderness group, canceled lecture over in Hanover, canceled Hotel Golden Lion, 
Number five, Parish House, of course. That is where the name of the town sounded so familiar. Maybe one of the letters. What the hell is a devil's hole? Ms. Bant likes pentagrams. See, I'm not sure he was there. Uh, and the last entry is for yesterday or the day before Friday, Lecture Hamburg at the Hotel Hanseatic. Not sure, might better cancel. All right, well, the parish house it is. H. Schmicke at the local history society. Oh, no. So you walk over to the uh, to the parish house, you flip through the whole thing. And as you knock on the door, um, middle-aged gentleman in, uh, with the typical attire of a um, Protestant priest opens the, uh, the door and, yes, my son, can I help you? Uh, Pastor Lawrence, I believe. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, for, we're uh, visiting from out of town. We're we're trying to uh, help the Barons recover their daughter and uh, and find Professor Erling. Oh, come in, uh, come in please, come in. Thank you. Uh, I just uh, brewed a uh, coffee. Do you want to uh, want share a cup? That sounds most refreshing. Thank you. Yes, please. Uh, the uh, the mother Barrett told us about uh, the, uh, her daughter's many visits to the parish house throughout her life, and it was clearly something exciting that brought her and Professor Erling here. Do you recall what they were interested in looking at? Well, it, well, yeah, it's uh, it's a tragedy with uh, young Anna Rose. We uh, she was here with the this uh, Professor Erling just a couple of days ago and they they were interested in the uh in the uh drawings by uh, by Willem Bush the uh and they looked at a couple of original sketches uh we still have here at the parish house um after we enjoy a cup of coffee if you could share them with us we'd be delighted uh, sure sure Something, something you know, they were uh, involved in complicated historical research and were trying to follow the trail that sent them wherever it is they've gotten to. Oh, um, and you think that's connected with, with the younger's um, condition? It's hard to see how exactly, but if we if we put the historical links together, at least we can perhaps determine what exactly uh, it is that happened to her. Her condition is oh. very unusual. So, so if I can uh, be of any assistance, of course I will. Uh, let me see. And he gets up to uh, gets out of uh, the living room where he's sitting and uh, comes back from his office with uh, a big folder and they were the professor was especially interested in uh in this it's the the tale of the two sisters uh so there's uh, a series of uh fairy tale drawings and the a poem of sorts called the two sisters 
There used to be two sisters. I remember it like it was yesterday. One was named Adelheid. She was lazy and full of pride. The other, her name was Ketchen, and she was a good maiden. She toiled from morning till dark. When Adelheid went for a walk, Adelheid drank red wine. For Ketchen, she deemed water fine. Once the poor Ketchen should go into the forest wood, there sat at a watery bed a frog, green and wet. It croaked quite unspeakable, God piteous and deplorable. Have pity, have mercy, oh, kiss and embrace me. The Ketchen thinks I might just comply, otherwise the poor frog may even die. The first kiss was terrible and wet. The ugly frog turned blue and fat. The second one was a little better. The frog turns colorful and even fatter. On the third, there's a racket and commotion as if the cannons were set in motion. A high castle rises from the moor, a handsome prince right at the door. He speaks, dear Ketchen, only you shall be princess of my heart so true. Now Ketchen is highly pleased, dressed in gold embroidered silk and drinks with her charming prince from a golden goblet. Meanwhile, the Adelheid, in her latest Sunday finest, walked around at a pond. There with a lyre sat a lad. The lyre sounded, the boy sang, I love you, I am faithful. Come, kiss me, you pretty child. As she kisses him, he turns all green, becomes shaggy, icy cold and scaly. Ah, and is, oh shock, the old cold water crock. Huh, he laughs, this one we have and pulls her to the darkest depths. There she now sits with a water rat, must scratch Vossernickel's bald, ugly head, wears a skirt of roughest reed, and duckweed is what she has to eat. And when she is in need of drink, water is there to the brink. The cold morality of these old tales. Um. You basically take out those two pieces of, uh, of paper, they're um, a little older, and underneath there's a handwritten page. Um, it looks like the same handwriting you had uh, you saw on the notes in Anna Rose's room. Hmm. The the priest is like, oh, what is that? Hey. Part of Anna Rose's uh, study about uh, Aboriginal folklore they left behind, copied from von Aussprechlichen Kulten not too far from that place on the remains of a prehistoric lake lies the small town of Zehusen. Its foundation is attributed to the necromancer Pradius Joch, who was experienced in the true sciences and well acquainted with the mysteries of death. However, his actual existence must remain doubtful since like so many other things, all references to him were wiped out with fire and sword. And Zehusen was also so thoroughly plundered in 1522 by the Hildesheim's troop of the local bishop, 
that only a few references to the times before and the legendary Joch remained. After all, the chronicler met several families who traced their family tree back to this man, and he also took part in a not very remarkable shooting festival, which, however, was also traced back to this man and its traditions. During this festival, the chronicler also had the opportunity to look at the crowning chains that were hung about the king, and he had to notice that they resembled the very coins that his Belgian friend and fellow student, Melchior von Leuven, had told him about when he returned from the realm of the Silver Key. The latter was impressed by an episode told by the inhabitants of Dothor in the land of Nar. There it was said that not so long ago there had lived in that city a miserly and not very popular money changer who charged high interest on his loans and drove many a debtor to ruin. According to tales of old, the man had been very poor and unfortunate until one day he had gotten hold of two coins minted in unknown and very peculiar ways. From the day he had laid hand on these coins, the man had become the most successful and richest of all businessmen of the land, and his fortunes had long been thought to be connected with those two coins he never wished to part from even for a minute. But being greedy as was his nature, the man longed for ever more riches until once on a nighttime stroll, one of his coins slipped his grasp and rolled off the road. In his greed to find it again, he followed its shine, which seemed to draw him ever further from his path until he found himself within an old cave in which he found a whole pond of coins, just like the one he had been chasing. Dazzled by the shine of the gold, he gathered up as many as he could carry. But to his horror, he noticed that in the middle of the lake squatted a blue-green thorny lizard beast whose misshapen head seemed disfigured by worms and whose eyes glowed yellow-green. The beast's arms and legs were like those of a frog, and its strong, flexible tail could move as elegantly in a pool of water as in a pond of gold. So it came to pass that the changer's flight was of no avail, and he was eaten by a creature called Bakrug. Yes, we knew that. Uh, that's okay. a very, and obviously we did not read that aloud in the pastor's presence. Uh, oh, this, yeah, this must be uh, one of the professors are on a Rose's notes. Perhaps we can, it will help us uh, figure out where the professor has gone to. Do you mind if we take it with us? Um, not really. <laughs> Doesn't belong to uh, to me. I, um, uh, the the sketches I can't uh, let you have, but um, uh, maybe you should return those uh, notes to uh, to Anro's parents. Mm, yes, perhaps. Uh, we we saw similar ones in her room. She might need them when she recovers. Yeah, we. we well, I hope so. Um. Do you know that if this uh, these illustrations were ever published, or was this some yeah, private yeah. work? Yes, they were. They were. But the church has the originals. That's uh, a marvelous. Well, he he, uh, Wilhelm Busch drew them here. Hmm. That's uh, why uh, why his uh, nephew kept uh, the uh, the original drawings here. 
and Anarus was always very interested in, uh, in all those uh, things. He shows you a lot of other uh, sketches and uh, papers, but basically that's the most interesting you find. That's uh, at some point um, you think you would have uh, you're running out of time, or you will not be able to get the bus back to uh, to the town. Yes, fellows, if we're going to take this back up to the Barrett place, we should we should get going. Thank you so much, Pastor Lawrenson, for your uh, delicious coffee and uh, generous uh, sharing of what you what you can tell us. We're all hoping that uh, Fraulein Berndt will be well again soon. I know that Frau Berndt is thinking of taking her to the hospital, which perhaps they'll need to temporarily feed her until we could find a cause. So last question. Mm -hmm. um, are you familiar with any festivals that require a great many flowers or associated with flowers? Well, don't they use flowers in most of the, the, the festivals? Yes, yes. Do you ever go down to Seehausen for the rifle uh, fair? Well, I might, uh, I might uh, go there. Actually, the whole uh, the uh, the whole area uh, goes there at one point or another. It's a, it's always great fun for the kids. Seems to be a regional highlight, which hopefully will be in a celebratory mood next week to enjoy it. So you get back. Um, Danny and Carl, are you what are you doing with the rest of the day? Um, well. I'm not exactly sure what we can find out. Uh, Same here. It's like, well, we're going to see. I guess we'll check that, like the municipal records, to see if they have when when they were building the uh, the structure around the pond. Was it measured? Do they? Is there anything they can tell us about it? City hall. I don't think. My like, I guess, equivalent to a city hall. It's not the biggest town, but. There's still a town record somewhere, yeah. maybe in the church. Well, you guess uh, um, when you were at the uh, police station uh, last evening, it was within the uh, town hall. So you would guess that um, they keep archives there. Oh, yeah, they're probably still not open on Sunday. Everything's probably closed on Sunday. Yeah, cafes and stuff is open, but the yeah. What time of day is it right now? Hmm? What time of day is it? Well, you went to the pool first thing uh, in the morning, like uh, uh, together when the others went to Seus, and so it's after you get uh, get back, it's like two o'clock. Okay. We have like two three hours before they show up. Yeah. Yeah, beer lunch. Yeah, have a late lunch. Think about what we're gonna do. Probably, I guess we. There are so many things about this that 
that don't make much sense. I mean, usually when you have a festival, if you're going to decorate with flowers, wouldn't you get real flowers? I mean, what are you going to do with all the artificial flowers the day after the festival? Well, what done? if it's because what if it's because they wanted he wanted the flowers for something that if he got actual flowers, they would have rotted within a week. He had no way to like keep them all watered and taken care of. So he needs something that would be working for something that happened over a period of days instead of just a day. Yeah, it just seems like if they're going to honor somebody with flowers, you don't do it with cheap pieces of plastic and paper. Something's Unless he was funny. going to burn some of them. Yeah, that would just stink. That and once again, why? Are you sacrificing them to something? But they're fake. They're just paper. Um, Unless it's meant to be decoration for like a set, like a setting of a ritual, I guess. But that I don't know what that would go anywhere with. I don't know. I think of church. You know, you don't take fake flowers at the church and stick them in there. You, you get flowers. I don't know. I only, There's something really weird about that situation, but I don't know. What I only it think is. of. I only think of think of a festival <laughs> where you line the edges of like the road with flowers, for like, um, to, like to like like the pathways. So you're basically sitting outside a, um, a cafe and uh, yeah. Uh, discussing uh, that and you notice that a group of youngsters are walking by and you catch uh, uh, them talking uh, about the uh, the search party and why they're wasting their time uh, why are we wasting our times on Searching for those kids instead of getting uh, getting the town ready for, uh, for the festival. Um, and we're like in like an outdoor cafe as they're yeah. walking by. Yeah, I'll I'll turn rather suddenly towards them and I'll be like, uh, "Hey, um, why do you think that it's a waste of time?" Well, we've been searching last two, uh, two days through the woods, and nothing has come up. You think they're Who gone? knows where those kids went? Do kids go missing here a lot? No. Did you know the kids? <laughs> no, we don't. Don't play with silly little kids. All right. Go. That's near. Walk. Uh, walk on. Wonder. Did they say the kids disappeared near one of the near one of like the sinkholes, or mm, just in the woods? Near the woods. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure they've been fairly thorough searching. Uh, the yeah. kids probably got caught on something or fell into something and they'll find them years from now. Why? I'm still stuck on the artificial flowers. Why so many artificial flowers? Are they making a throne? Covering it with flowers? Maybe? It has to be for like, 
I feel like it has to be set dressing for something else. Well, like, it feels like it's a part of a process. A king, not a a king yeah. of the rifle festival. Maybe an older version of the festival. But why would our professor have anything to do with that? That doesn't make sense. Well, he's searching. He's searching for something that happened over a hundred years ago. So maybe he's trying to recreate something from back then. With artificial flowers? Well, I think it's maybe he's trying to do it without having to get a bunch of local flowers. But I still don't, I don't know, know what he'd use it for. And like that many. I don't know. It's creep. It's weird. Maybe he's off his rocker. Maybe he's lost it. That's my still guess that he had a stroke or something and he's lost his mind. Unless it was like, a, unless he wanted to get that many flowers as a gift to something, but where would Here, you honey, here's it? a truckload of flowers for you. I was more thinking something obtuse, but ah. yes. So you're basically spending uh, the chatting, time yeah. discussing. We're, we're, we're just brainstorming of like, what we do? At some point, uh, then the others... Uh, rejoin you. They provide us with a little bit more information. I think that gives us actually a direction. If I could look at the notebook and then. So you all now have a direct reference to Bowkrug in writing, and that was from our dream before we saw references to Bowkrug. So how could we know that name ahead of time if it's not also? He's a. Uh... Carl, yes, I didn't even think of that. Actually, I have a question for you. So when you... Is that, like, note that talks about the history of the town? What is that book it's referring to? It says it's, a, it says it's an expert from what? Like the, From Nosh Breckley and Coulton? Hmm. Yeah, so have any of us heard of that? Should we roll, roll for a cult? Well, um, if you have a cult, you might have heard of it. Yeah, no. Huh, I have. I've got a hard success. Well, you heard of it. It's uh, supposedly von Junst, von Junst uh, was a writer that lived around the same time uh, the Grimms lived. Uh, and uh, very infamous occult text. Oh, okay, there was so it's, nothing. It's, it's the sort of thing that would be locked away in the university library. There, yeah, her, her right. prints. There wasn't anything that looked old or special on her bookshelf, right? Translation no. into English would be the unspeakable cults. See, yeah, yes. So it, yeah. It, this passage mentions this name of Yoke. Doesn't that? Same, yeah, that's that the name of the guy that made that, that fountain. That fountain we saw, that, that description of that that monster at the end sounds vaguely familiar to the oh, similar to the that base that we saw at the pond. Also, all the, all the it talked quality. about it talked about uh, it talked about at the festival. There's a king that had these two these golden coins that had a specific thing on two, them. Two coins. Well, Right? Yes, and also the merchant had those coins. And There's we found uh, and we found one of them. And we briefly encountered one of those. There's a chain of coins. I mean, we'll have to compare all of these notes. But, but yeah. Also, one thing, is it can we infer that 
Miss Burnt was maybe just very deep into the occult because it seems that she's the one that made that pentagram herself. Yeah, I mean, it's common she silly also, occult stuff like Ouija boards. Well, I looked, she also I, got an expert I, from the I, I perused the I perused her bookshelf. She had an assortment of books on folklore, ancient civilization. Uh, nothing stood out as particularly um, obscure or dangerous. Except that she was interested in the dream time and she's a now asleep and we have been to this temple in our dreams wait okay so this maybe sounds a bit ridiculous but what if she put herself in a deep dream to explore that city you mean this isn't she's not the victim she's a willing yeah, what, if she, in, in this what if she put, what she did the ritual to herself to do that? Well, except that our uh, that Mr. Price said that she wasn't having REM sleep, so maybe she's not dreaming. Maybe she's just unconscious. Maybe she screwed yeah. it up. So then, overshot. I'm disturbed by the professor's note that she seems into pentagrams as though. He's not very concerned about her experiments that obviously left her in a bad state. Seems like that note page you found seems to might have been hers. Yeah, that matches her handwriting. So then is it uh, safe to assume at this point that at this lecture that Professor Erling gave, uh, the young girl, young woman was, uh, was in the audience and then she had some insight about her hometown that that she, she was did. able to share, and then that kind of brought this whole thing about. You did mention, like, that uh, the thing that the illustrator made that seemed kind of to overlap with some of the other legends we've heard about this area. Maybe she yeah. just knew those stories as a kid, and it kind of resonated with what she knew. Yeah, he came to town with this grim letter hypothesis, and she came to him with the names Zehusen and the knowledge she had about this these illustrated tales right and and she had been reading Unesh Prakhtar at Göttingen University and so the two of this is why after hours of conversation he's running down the street screaming Eureka Eureka it all came together and yeah, then they went to trace the sources and make further notes and then she decided to try to summon the frog king and a pentagram with candles and it went terribly awry and he was either present or not and now he's on his own quest which is what we have to catch him during before he hurts someone else he did say he was interested in the shooting festival right yeah He's, okay. his cart full of flowers is on its way back to, here to Zeusen. But what's he doing between now and then? And who's yeah. the Sandman? An alternative to your story was she she created the pentagram as a protection for herself against something that the professor summoned up. Mm-hmm. That could also work. Yeah, his contempt to her reference to the pentagram is consistent with that. That makes a lot of sense, Carl. Also, what is it? Would a devil's hole track with possibly the pools? Because they originally were just spontaneously appearing sinkholes, hundred like centuries ago. Why would they yeah. believe they were evil? They and do. I mean, when we got there, they smelled like 
they were partially never fun like they partially were dead well, people <laughs> believe the bad smells were right you know, yeah. Eve, where where disease came from and there are always legends of singing supposedly near those pools except this municipality likes its stinky bog hole and well, they feel part official. of the concrete well yeah but they they didn't try to you know fill it in or drain it away and does the, the public- name of that <clears throat> pool translate to anything in english no so I'll, 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 now that everybody's here, I'm going to talk about artificial flowers. That's <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> because my really stuck on the artificial flowers. Well, like, where is it coming here? <laughs> Can you use in sympathetic magic, magic artificial representations oh. of things? Maybe it's not about them being real or silk. Maybe it's about making something beautiful to draw someone in. Just or purely... maybe it's about the colors. Maybe it's about making an image of all the colors in a pattern. Maybe. I wonder, I think that we, I think that if we find Professor Erling, he's going to spend a long time in a madhouse, regardless of anything else. What I'm not certain about is whether he's coming to the this village next week to try to disrupt the festival or try to bring it back to its ancient, yeah. And where is he hiding out? Yeah. The card of 3,500 And where are the kids? And where are Hansel and Gretel? Do you know, you're not going to believe this, the person next toward the Barrett farmhouse, Uh they keep geese. That's their farm. They're geese, their mother and father goose. Can we assume that our brothers Grimm came into this area and all of the stories that they wrote were things that were inspired by commonality in this area? People keeping geese. I mean, that was 100 years ago, but people keep, kept geese back then. And people had these stories and people had these fears of the woods and frogs are nasty and all those sorts of things. Because we just, hear different different versions of the stories now as we're walking around. They were, we ta- they, go ahead. I don't know if we already talked about this, but I keep noticing the similarity of their version of, of, of the fisherman and the fish and how it correlates with all the different versions of like the frog king or like the sisters you talked about a bit earlier, where it's like, and then that dream we had and that lake that smelled very similar to the pool. And that and also poor Fritz. Yeah. And it, it I'm wondering if all of this correlation is because something used to be in those pools or something. Or something still is in still those is. Pools. Or maybe when those cave, because that was where the main sh- the merchant disappeared to. The kids said that the pools were so deep they've never seen the bottom. So. Yeah, maybe I, there's just a cave somewhere off the road. Caves can fill with water and connect with other caves. We have a, we have at least an idea of what Erling believes. We don't have an idea of what's happened. I was, I was hoping we would find Ana Rosa in better condition, but she really is in a uh, decaying state of starvation, and I'm not sure that even 
feeding her will be able to keep her going the way she, the unnatural condition she was in. Um, Walter, was her breathing was steady? Was it shallow? Mm. No. And how about her heartbeat? Did it seem like steady? She's just one interesting thing out of the ordinary for her health was that she had some scratches on her arms that looked like they could have come from brambles. Uh, Were the brambles at the pool? I don't think so. Were brambles in our dream? Mm. Right. Our first dream on the train. All right, you did talk about that with the, with like a tower, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're basically. Yeah. Sorry. I just said she wasn't dreaming. Uh, So you basically (laughs) keep on uh, discussing uh, all those points. Um, Anything you're planning for the rest uh, of the evening or. Can we see if we can find any records that suppose, I mean, maybe because the, with the Colton note, maybe we can. I mentioned well, a lot we're going to go to the library tomorrow. Tomorrow. And see what we can find. Uh, the uh, professor mentioned is a uh, historical society. Maybe they have separate records. Yeah, we even <laughs> have a name there. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely and maybe I can, to that person. I can maybe go back to the synagogue and look for those records too. Maybe they have something about from like That's, that far back too. Right. This is all tomorrow. Is there anything we want to do before we retire tonight? I want to make sure I have a notepad and pen next to the bed because I'm fascinated by the dream we had and I'm hoping I have another one that I can write down and share. Good idea, dream journal. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. do the same as well. Yeah, that is, that's, that's wise. Uh, I'm, you know, are we having dinner at the hotel restaurant again, I assume? After having Probably. poured over things in private? Uh, sure. I'm, you know, I'm going to uh, ask maybe the bartender about the missing children and the search party and how, what, what the scuttlebutt is, how old the kids were and what the family's like. Um, oh, from, uh, from what he, uh, he knows, the children were... Uh, are you see eight and ten years uh, no eleven and nine years old and the uh, the Fumaka family they um, uh, he thinks they are day laborers that live on uh, the edge of the woods so the kids were probably home alone a lot yeah it's reasonable, but he doesn't know all that much. He heard that the uh, that uh, many of the local clubs, like the the Hearts Club and the uh, Rifle uh, Club uh, and the Voluntary Fire Department, they uh, formed search parties uh, the la- uh, for the last two days, but nobody found anything. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be visiting the Hearts Club, too. 
So perhaps we retire and uh, sleep perchance to dream. I think before that, if we have a chance, like ask if something a devil's hole comes up. If like maybe that's a thing for one of the sinkholes that isn't uses a pool. Oh, the the um the sinkholes used to be called devil's holes. Oh, that was like the what they were colloquially named here. Oh, okay. Well, has anybody ever determined whether they're connected underground? Well, I don't, I don't know about that. That that would be something. Maybe the uh, the history society knows about something like that. Gentlemen, good night. At some point, not be terrifying. (laughs) At some point, you retire. And as you might have expected, you find yourself within those old withered uh, basalt blocks of this decaying city again. You are at the lake's edge. Most of the city is behind you. This this awful stench is in your nose, and the uh, the fog is still rising fr- uh, from the lake. And you see something in front of you. There's a there's a shape lying on the ground, right on the water's edge, and the the waves are running over it. What is that? Thank you. You're going near? Yeah. We have to take a look. Seems to be a body. Human body or some sort of animal? No human body. Dressed in like a scholarly robe. Let's let's drag it to the shore. Does Hans face up face the down? body? The body is face down. Yeah, Norman Gazis, you grab the body and pull it. All right. I'll grab the legs, you grab the arms. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't going to touch it. All um, right. <laughs> uh, I've seen worse. Flip it over. All right. I'll so try to like get my arms under it so I can like leverage it closer to the shore. And... That's not not very hard. You drag him, basically from uh, from the water. Draw, uh, turn the body around, and uh, I guess Hans, you can make a sand check as you see the face of Professor Erling, and his throat is cut open. Seems to be ripped open. I appropriately 96. So you take uh, 96. So I guess that's a fail. You take two points of sand uh, sand damage. You knew him best. It's a dream. It's just a dream. And 
an expected well, item like this. With that, I would say we'll end it here. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, the professor. Our players included uh, Brian Ridge, David Gasway, Max Dull, Steve Anderson, and myself with Pascal uh, Breitenfeld as the keeper of the secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the fine arts of game playing, game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.